This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody, coming at you on a Monday And with a little bit of a delayed spring defensive outlook, and the reason why is because went out to spring practice on Thursday for the first day of spring ball, and lo and behold, a lot of what uh, we kind of wrote about in that outlook, uh, in a way, kind of was shifted around. And so wanted to take the weekend and really get uh, a, a good idea and a good understanding of of what I wanted you guys to hear about, at least on this podcast, previewing the defense. And look, they were out there for Thursday and Friday practice. They had the rest of the weekend off, I assume. Um, at least there were not any publicized practices, and it's not on the schedule um, for SMU. And so they'll be back at it on Tuesday, and then and we'll get to hear from Garrett Riley and Jim Levitt, uh, the two coordinators for SMU after practice, which will be fun uh, to really get a chance to sit with them and talk and pick their brains a little bit um, as spring ball will be uh, essentially going into week two by the time they talk uh, because they'll hit the practice field on Thursday um, for for the first or for the second week of spring ball. So uh, I think we'll get to see them in pads on Tuesday. I could be wrong. I'm not sure if they've got to go three days like in fall camp or if they've got to go uh, two or what have you. But um, so we'll be back out there watching practice uh, for the media availability on Tuesday, which is going to be good. And anyway, we'll have more of the initial takeaways of spring practice in the later uh, week podcast that will drop. Um, kind of think of Thursday morning. Uh, or Thursday afternoon after I get back from watching that Thursday practice. So SMU uh, is obviously making a transition. So let's start there with the defense under Jim Levitt. And they're building off of what they did last year with Kevin Kane, which is playing more of a three-down front. We know that much. Sonny Dykes has talked about it. Jim Levitt spoke with us about it. And and now, granted, they, they are multiple. Uh, they will play some four-down fronts. Um, but in reality, I mean, this is a... 3-4 defense that SMU is transitioning to and one that is going to be run by honestly one of the better defensive coordinators I mean gosh since um, you know in the last I would call it 10 years I guess uh, since whenever he he left USF um, you know after they parted ways and I think the one thing that really stood out to me on on day one of spring ball was his energy uh, was there to greet the players at the at the gate um, you know making sure that they're running onto the field making sure that they were you know, having some pop, having some pep in their step, uh, things like that. And, you know, I think the whole defensive staff, I mean, between Steph McClure, uh, the cornerback's coach, and and really working on the little things hard with his guys and having some energy and some fun, Chidira Uzo-Duribe uh, is really energetic. He's uh, got a ton of uh, juice uh, when it comes to coaching up his guys, and he coached with Jim Levitt as a GA back at Colorado, and he's pretty fiery. And then you've got you know, Trey Haverty, who's who's got some juice and certainly uh, gets after it with the safeties. And uh, Jim Levitt, you know, is uh, one of the more 
energetic coordinators, you know, that I've seen um, in, in my years covering college football. So you have this defensive staff that's coming together and Sonny Dykes made a great point on Thursday and they wanted the extra weight room time for sure with the players after the season they had uh, in 2020. But another thing that the delayed start to spring ball allowed them to do is to come together as a staff and get on the same page defensively. Uh, so that they can coach it the right way, they can coach scheme the right way, fundamentals the right way, do all those things so that there's no misunderstanding of what SMU wants to do defensively. So let's jump in to previewing the defense because, look, they really haven't done too much just yet. They've been in, um, you know, just jerseys and helmets uh, and, and shorts, so haven't missed too much. But I did want to say that the big question for me is where is the pass rush going to come from? Can they get some players that can really get off the ball and get after the quarterback. And one thing we're going to see is a lot of guys move around or drop back into natural positions or move into different roles that maybe they haven't played in the past. And we're kind of limited on what we can say per SMU media guidelines. But let me just say this. You know, I'm looking at guys like Nelson Paul, Toby and Duckway, um, you know, Turner Cox, players like that to really try and step up in terms of rushing the passer and that's going to be one of the most important things for this defense to do uh this spring is is develop that and develop that um and 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 get that back to where it was uh in 2019 when they had 50 plus sacks um as a defense and 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 led the nation in sacks per game and um i mentioned those those few guys as well as gary wiley is one that i want to see break out a little bit more uh, you know, one player I was kind of impressed with with just how he looked off the hoof was uh, Jay Bell, the gray shirt edition who sat out, um, <clears throat> you know, the year and uh, worked on his body and got bigger. And uh, he looked the part out there on day one of spring practice, the the 2020, um, you know, call it signee, but ended up gray shirting and coming in here in January. And then I look at, you know, players that need to have big springs. And especially after the addition of Jahari Rogers, the Florida cornerback, uh, that uh, is now uh, coming back to Dallas to play for SMU, a former uh, top 247 elite recruit at the cornerback position. This group, when you have Brandon Crosley, Brian Massey, Charles Woods, uh, Armani Johnson, that whole bunch, you know, it is a very, very, very competitive. Um, you know, that is, that is a really um, a, a position where I, you want to see somebody like Sam Westfall step up uh, he was out there playing uh, the position. Uh, TQ Jackson uh, was out there playing in the secondary. I could see him pl- getting some time at corner. Uh, he moved over um, and is listed on the roster now as a safety. But, um, you know, he's over there. Bryce McMorris, the true freshman, uh, who really looked the part physically, I, I felt, um, you know, has played corner. Uh, and he's going to be competing. So as far as guys that need to step up, you know, Sam Westfall, this is a make or break spring for him because if he doesn't, quite honestly, make that push. And we heard some positive things out of initial workouts. Uh, he's going to be lost in the fold. But I tell you what, come summer, this group is going to be as competitive as any position on the roster. Uh, they have a lot of speed. Uh, you look at Armani Johnson, Brandon Crossley, uh, Brian Massey, Jahari Rogers. I mean, they have really added um, some elite speed to that group and they needed it. It needed to be upgraded. Um, so I'm excited to see that group play out, maybe see who moves around the secondary a little bit. I think they're going to play a little bit more nickel or uh, have a little bit more coverage skills at the safety positions, um, you know, under this under this scheme. So 
I'm excited to see where that goes. And then you look at the interior of the defensive line with Elijah Chapman coming back, Mike Williams, a Stanford transfer who you know opted back in last year, Will Jones, Harrison Loveless, Terrence Newman uh, had a really strong uh, offseason and, and is taking some steps. You know how do how are those guys going to perform uh, and and step up because uh, you know there were some guys that I think surprised and really stepped forward like Elijah Chapman and Junior Aho came on uh, and Devere Levelston uh, came on once he got you know healthy and ready to go and then there's others like Terrence Newman who probably are looking forward to uh, you know maybe maybe impressing the new coaching staff and and starting off on a on a fresh start so. I look at that group as as probably your, you know, in terms of spring right now, you're probably your strength, the interior of the defensive line. Once summer gets here, I mean, I think the corners are going to be your strength of this defense. And then linebackers is going to be really interesting to see what happens there because Richard McBride is out the door. You've got Richard Moore, Delano Robinson, Shane Haley, uh, Trevor Denbo, J.C. Rispress, Preston Ellison, Tidy Armin. I mean, you've got Jim, Jimmy Phillips. You've got all these guys uh, playing this this linebacker uh, position that it, that is uh, you know just so competitive, and then you add in Kiki Burns at that outside linebacker spot, and I tell you what, when I picked my breakout player for the spring, I picked Cameron Jones just because I thought he was going to end up at linebacker. He's playing a little bit more in the secondary at his you know kind of more natural position. I just don't think he was able to put on the weight like he thought he could, but he has this whole offseason to really show off his athleticism. He's back fully healthy. He's playing in the secondary. So let's just say Cameron Jones doesn't break out uh, maybe because of that position change. Kiki Burns flashed day one, and Sonny Dykes talked about him and you know just his length, his athleticism. He's he's physical. And so him buying into doing that, and Rasheed Rice really complimented him uh, for doing that when we talked with him after practice. That is, um, I tell you what, it, it, and Kiki Burns is it's kind of funny. Um, I was standing, you know, with some SMU coaches, you know, after Kiki had signed and we were kind of talking about uh, his future and, you know, how he played both sides of the ball at Pittsburgh. And let me just tell you, there was some bickering over, you know, who was going to and, and playful bickering, but who was going to get him, you know, whether the offense or the defense was going to get him. And, you know, late in the season, I felt like he was going to break out offensively. He was healthy. He was ready to go. Um, but you know this defensive staff. I think they they finally won the the argument, and Kiki Burns is now at linebacker and looked really really good doing that. So that could be one of the more important additions uh, for this defense is is Kiki Burns' development, what he brings to that group. Um, that could be if you're looking for an X factor as far as how this defense could be in 2021. We could be sitting here postseason pointing back to Kiki Burns and saying, man, once they moved him over. That was it. That was the move that they needed to make. So we'll see how it plays out. But day one, uh, he really looked the part. And I move over to the secondary. And I think one thing that I'm interested to see just from a whole is where everyone settles. Because I've said this, and you look at the depth and you look at the talent now at the corner position, at least in terms of guys that are corners that have played it, that um, you know have settled in there. Could they move to nickel? Could they move to free safety and provide a little bit more coverage? Because you know Chase Cromartie has to get better at coverage. Chevin Callaway is athletic enough to do it and do it really well. I think he's going to be a shoe in to start. You know Donald Clay had an interception on day one. Uh, Carl Taylor looks the part. Um, how does Roderick Robertson develop? Um, does Bryce McMorris get a look at safety? Those are all things that I think we're going to be sitting here, you know, trying to see how it all looks when it comes to. Uh, the SMU defense uh, on game one and, and where guys slotted in and where they fit 
uh, because there is some versatility with a lot of these players. And so I think when we follow the defensive storylines for spring, where guys are playing, where guys are lining up, how they're being moved and used, that's going to be the big storyline. And then, you know, to, to sum it all up for you guys, this defense has to improve its physicality and its attention to details. I think too often they had some moments of, of lapses and busts and was talking with a source uh, after the first day of practice and and just, you know, asking, you know, kind of, hey, what'd you, what'd you think? What, you know, for first day, what, what were your thoughts? And the big, you know, takeaway was it wasn't awful in terms of busts, but, you know, giving up four deep balls and explosive plays to SMU's offense is not where they want to go. Uh, it's 28 points, 104 snaps. Uh, that puts you behind the eight ball right away. And so it's day one. There are mistakes, and Sonny Dykes acknowledged that. And there are mistakes on both sides. You know, we saw guys, you know, maybe look a little rusty catching the ball here or there, or, um, you know, some blown assignments or what have you. But, you know, that's day one stuff. But I tell you what, you know, the talent is is there to make this work. And it's it's no longer at the point where, um, uh, you know, I think that we're waiting on a little bit more talent uh, to, to, to come into the program and, and, and help them turn the corner. It's not an excuse anymore. There were, there were some moments I think that you could, you could clearly see that SMU's just needed to upgrade the talent just a little bit more. I don't think that's the case anymore defensively. Uh, they are talented enough. This defense uh, now I think has a chance to be, and, and I think Kevin Kane had it on the right track. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Jim Levitt has done this for so many years, and Sonny Dykes put it well. He says he knows exactly what he needs to win and what he wants his defense to look like and what type of players that what type of players that need to uh, play in those positions and all of that. But, you know, the attention to detail is kind of the biggest thing and, and keeping it simple and in terms of where to line up, making sure you're, you're in your right fit, making sure you're not getting lost in coverages and things like that because, you know, in terms of, Explosive plays, SMU gave up far too many in 2020. I think in 2019, they were fairly good at making disruptive plays after long drives, which is kind of the name of the game in defense. Uh, and I talked a lot about that uh, early in the offseason about how, you know, offenses are going to sustain some drives. It's about making disruptive plays, whether it be on third downs or whether it be turnovers. That is really the the art of the new age in defense. And um, SMU has the talent to make those disruptive plays they've got to find out where guys fit right and that's what we're going to see a lot of I think in in spring is experimenting but once we see the pads come on physicality toughness edge that's what I want to see more out of the SMU defense I felt like in a way I kind of saw it day one we've kind of seen a lot of competitiveness between the two sides offense and defense a lot of chirping Um, again about as physical as you can get with the pads off but overall um There's optimism. SMU's improved defensively, I think, over the last few years. There have been times where they have been awful. There's been times when they've been really good. Uh, Consistency, all those little things to really stack up and make themselves a really good defense are what needs to happen next. Um, And that's what I'm looking for this spring outside of just kind of who's where, how are they being used and all of that. So we will obviously have your coverage of SMU's Tuesday and Thursday practices. Uh, for you guys, they will be out there running around um, and in full pads very soon. I'm excited to talk with the coordinators. If you're a Pony Stampede subscriber, uh, I did post 
a uh, as you're listening to this, I posted a uh, thread, kind of you know asking for some questions. You know, not that I, you know I need your help. I just want to know what you guys want to know from the coordinators. We're going to get them once a week, so I'm going to try to sprinkle in some of those questions when we talk with the coordinators. Um, but excited for that. SMU's uh, you know giving us three players and Sunny Dykes and full access to watch all practice. So it's been good, a good good start to spring ball so far. We're excited to continue to cover it for you guys and bring you. Uh, that coverage. So if you haven't subscribed to Pony Stampede just yet, check us out for just a dollar. You will get your full coverage of SMU's spring practices uh, for just a buck and then ride it out into the summer as recruiting picks up. The dead period is going to end on June 1 and camps will pick up and do all that. So again, appreciate all you guys who have subscribed. Uh, We saw more subscribers uh, jump on board with spring practice here. So appreciate that. And uh, we will shut this podcast down. Hope everybody had a great weekend and uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow us wherever you catch your podcasts and uh, share us with your friends as well if they're looking for some SMU uh, podcast in their life. Have a good week, week, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time.